listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. All right, you're listening to Earth Oddity Podcast. Thank you for pressing play once again. My name is John. I'm here, as always, with Tiny. That's right. Christopher Tiny Sullivan in case anyone wants to steal his identity. <laughs> and we're here to bring you another great episode. Maybe, hopefully, great episode. Last week was so good. I thought last week was a stellar episode. <laughs> I, the, I thought the Patriot episode made me chuckle even more, <laughs> I think. But it, all together, we were, I, thought, I thought we were throwing fastballs <laughs> last <laughs> week. I mean, we were... We're on fire. Credit we could, to us. We could have won the national championship yeah. of podcasting sure. in Alabama. Yeah. If it if the game had been played last week. Definitely a district championship. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? Like I don't know who we have to compete with around here. Where's the line, I guess. Although I hear he's relocating. So yeah. you know, he'll be out of our district for too long. <laughs> we may be top dog. I don't know. You know. Like, we just outlasted every, all of our competition. <laughs> you know, I have heard it said that oftentimes those who are champions are people who are just doing it. That's right. One know? of the big secrets of success is persistence. Yes. Yeah. You just keep showing up, mm-hmm. and sooner or later, things will work out your way. It's almost guaranteed there are people out there who are better than you at whatever it is. Sure. But you're doing it, and they're not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well. I doubt anybody's better than us, really. You know, it's <laughs> a good point. We just, we just don't have the budget other people have, right? You know, and the time. We both are full time workers mm-hmm. and excellent parents to our children. Some would say in the top five percent of all husbands in the world. I don't know that our wives would say that, <laughs> but comparatively speaking, we're yes. both really good husbands too. <laughs> So all of that takes away. And then we still pump out a quality podcast. Oh, yeah. So credit to us. You know, I was thinking today, because our church, we had homecoming today. That's right, we did. Which is typically a service we'll get right. a uh, another minister to come in who's, you know, usually has maybe it was a, like a interim pastor from way back when. Sure. Uh, this year and last year, it was actually my brother-in-law. Yeah, who, he's just a regular fixture on homecoming. <laughs> yeah. He at one point was like just you know a youth sure guy yeah. like not not like youth minister no, I mean, like that's what youth he does member. now yeah. but you but I mean he was here when he was like sixteen right and he was just active in the youth program he and now he's a, a preacher he was just a long haired youth and now he's a long haired preacher <laughs> right right yes uh-huh. and there's usually some videos of like some of our elderly mm-hmm. members and then there's like a big lunch afterwards. Mm-hmm. And my wife, who is on the, what's the actual name of the committee? It's the party planning committee. <laughs> I don't know. Look, we got so many committees at church. Whatever committee is in charge of actually doing all the work that yeah. involves a church you know, meal like right. that, she's in charge of that. So she's busy. And I told the kids that I'd take them out to the playground, as I am one to do. Mm-hmm. And... Like, I think, I feel like the playground is there to keep the kids occupied so that parents can play on their phones. Sure. But for some reason, that doesn't work for me because my kids <laughs> want me to push them in the swing. Sure, you're right. They're not old chase enough Chase them around. Right. 
And I just, I thought to myself, I'm like, when I was a kid, I would go out of my way to get away from my parents. Right. I wanted the least amount of parental supervision possible. Yep. Why is that not the case now? Like, how did that yeah. change over the years? It just does, I guess. Uh, I've noticed that too it, with scouts. You know, mm-hmm. uh, one of the joys of scouting to me is that my parents weren't involved with scouting. Mm-hmm. So I could go and kind of figure out who I was. I didn't have to worry about mom and dad getting on to me or anything like that. All I had to worry about was Mr. Lay mm-hmm. getting on to me, which is much scarier than my parents anyways. You smoke cigarettes <laughs> yeah. and curse learn and tell dirty cuss, jokes. Learn dirty <laughs> jokes and all the things that a young man's supposed to learn, right? Maybe even take a sip of beer. No, from one of the Eagles. Yeah, scouts. maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe a time or two. But uh and so that was why our scoutmaster is moving to Washington State. And they were like, John, you're the logical choice to be the scoutmaster. And I was like, no, I don't want to do it. I'll be an assistant, but mm-hmm. I still want to be able to take a step back and let Hudson learn to cuss. Like he doesn't need to learn. <laughs> he doesn't need to learn all his curse hear, words from me. You yeah, know? From what I hear, he's uh oh, he's, he's picking it up. Along. He's picking it up. <laughs> oh, I got another great story to tell Uh before we get started okay Okay. so yesterday was the tractor pull you know we're big tractor pull family (laughs) neither side of family so we go to the tractor pull we asked thomas like hey why don't you ask caitlin if she wants to go y'all can just spend the afternoon together or whatever and caitlin was down to go to the tractor pull which i was like that is wild but fine and so we get her and we go to fayette we go to tractor pull and then we're coming home and it's probably about six o'clock and we're almost home and we were going to, well, we didn't really have a concrete plan, but in our mind it was like, well, we'll just drop Caitlin home. We get back into town. Mm-hmm. And so then Deidre was like, well, Caitlin, what time do you have to be home? And she was like, well, I don't know. I didn't say, you know, or I whatever. don't have to go home. <laughs> mom, she lives with her mama, you know, like mama didn't say. And so I was like, well, in my mind, I was like, well, why don't we just go to the house? Cause everybody's dirty and hot and all that. We start letting the kids take a shower. Um, Thomas and Caitlin can hang out for a little bit, and then I'll run her run her back home with Thomas. So sounded like a great plan mm-hmm. to me. So we're they go upstairs and everything, and they're in Thomas's room, but the door's open, and Ollie's just in there like shooting them with Nerf guns <laughs> and Hudson. Everybody's talking. We can hear them downstairs. No big deal, you know. I'm working on my puzzle because I'm a I'm a rock star on a Saturday <laughs> night working on a thousand piece puzzle. And um, all of a sudden the doorbell rings. Okay. Well, everybody uh, like Ollie and Hudson and Libby all come downstairs. Deidre's downstairs. She just gotten out of the shower and I go to the door and it's Regina, mm-hmm. uh, Caitlin's aunt there just showed up out of the clouds. I don't know. And she's like, I'm here to pick Caitlin up. And I'm like, Okay, well, let me go get them. Mm-hmm. And so I go upstairs. Now, this they've been alone for maybe three minutes. and But I'm not an idiot. I know who, that they're teenagers. Yeah. And they're in his room together. And so I'm stomping up the stairs. Like, <laughs> I want to give as much notice that there's an adult coming as can be. Well, I round the corner at the top of the stairs, and you can see in the dresser mirror, into Thomas's room. His door's still open, and they are locked up in a kiss. And they had no idea that I was around, you know? So I'm like... High five. <laughs> well, I'm like, 
hey, Caitlin. And I mean, they both jumped. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised they didn't get their head caught in a ceiling fan. It scared them to death. But I don't know how they were so oblivious because I've stomped up the stairs. Jay Barker is just barking, like, you know, for blood because there's a stranger in our house. He thinks he needs to protect us. And, uh, and I'm like, hey, you know, Caitlin, uh, uh, Regina's here and I turn around and head downstairs. So anyway, she heads downstairs and I guess everybody says goodbye and they he leave. was just caught up in the moment. Yeah, no, he, he blocked out the rest of the <laughs> world. Well, then, swept up. Then Caitlin takes Thomas is like, well, I'm grounded now because I was in your room and nobody else was in there. <laughs> and my first thought was, I didn't say this out loud, is Caitlin, why would you tell the truth? You know, we have... <laughs> We have an upstairs living room. Why didn't you say you were in the living room? Regina couldn't see up there or whatever. But anyways, uh, so she was she's grounded now. Well, did I mean the door was open though? The door was open. That did, did that not count for anything? Up until uh, like right when Regina got there, like I say, Ollie was in there, Hudson was in there, Libby was going in there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like they were all. I mean, it wasn't like they were just up there making out the whole time. I mean, <laughs> yes. there were like kids in there annoying them. Yeah. They were stealing their phones and running around the house, all that stuff. But anyways, so after all that happens, it gets bedtime and Dieter's like, you know, that Regina kind of acted a little awkward when she came over. And I was like, well, you know, I, I didn't think anything of it. Is she just coming into our house? I was like, I don't know how she knew where we live, but whatever. And, uh, and she's like, well, you know, yeah, maybe it's she, she knew that, uh, Caitlin was up there, but you know, we wouldn't let any funny business or anything go on <laughs> like that with our kids. And I was like, Oh, well, let me tell you what I call them doing. <laughs> and Dieter was like, No. And I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm but it was of, just a kiss, though. Yeah, right? it was just yeah. a kiss. I mean, come on. I was like, I'm, I'm, I was like, Honestly, Dieter, I'm a little proud of them. And she was like, <laughs> She was like, Why would Thomas do that in his room with the door open like that? And I was like, Because he'd get in trouble if the door was closed. I was like, Dieter, do you? Remember what all we used to do in your living room with your parents like sleeping upstairs? And she's like, Yeah. And I was like, It's hard to overcome the hormones, you know? I mean, it's hard to just tell them to stop. Yeah. And I was like, And I'm proud of Thomas, you know? I was like, I'm never going to bring up that I called over mm-hmm. anything. I was like, I'm proud of him that he, t- that he took a shot and he was successful. And now Caitlin's grounded for a little while, and that's fine. I was like, Because I guarantee to Thomas it was worth it, you know? And so, they hopefully mama I'll let her go out on a date with Thomas again. I was like, but he's already starting off as the bad boy, and that's just working well in his favor. You know, like this really went kind of well for us. But anyway, so I busted Thomas uh, in a big kiss, not just a we're we're smooching on the cheek. It was mm-hmm. a big kiss. I'm proud of him. There you go. All right. Yeah. Oh, and. We got his girlfriend in trouble. <laughs> Steve was like, I feel so guilty. She texted Leanna. I was like, hey, I, I'm sorry we got Caitlin in trouble. And Leanna didn't know, of course, I guess. So, so then she had to explain all that to Leanna. Not the I caught him kissing part. Now just everyone the, who listens to hey, the podcast door was knows. open. Yeah, door was open. We wouldn't let them, you they know. They have an open door policy at the long household. <laughs> well, it, under normal circumstances, I wouldn't even allow them to be in his bedroom. But with the Ollie and Hudson mm-hmm. and Libby in there goofing off the whole time, I knew, like, hey, they ain't going to be able to get nothing in. Right. You know, like, <laughs> it's no big deal. Lights are on. Everything's fine. And it was just in that brief moment. When Regina came, that they were left alone, and they do what teenagers do when they're left alone. <laughs> they locked up, you know, which is fine. 
Oh, anyways, proud, proud parent moment for me. <laughs> yeah. For my son. Um, I'm glad he is uh he's not afraid to take his shot. What if it had been Libby? Uh, I probably would because they were just kids, and I probably wouldn't have been as happy, but it wouldn't have like devastated <laughs> you me. You wouldn't or have anything. been proud. Yeah, it would have been high five worthy. <laughs> well, you gotta like, it's just like you don't have a daughter, right? Uh, no. Like, but but I can I'll say this: I can imagine, and look, it's just I get it. That's a double standard. I am not saying it's not. A, it totally is. But like, if it was one of, if it was Eli, I can, yeah. I feel the same way you felt. Sure, you know, high five, you know, way right. to go. But if it was a daughter, I'm thinking, how can I kill that dude <laughs> she's dating? <laughs> well, here's the, I don't know that every dad of a daughter has had this conversation with themselves, but I had, mm-hmm. which is basically like, you know. The Lord didn't bless me with an ugly daughter, you know. Like, if, how how great would that have been? You know, for some reason, He gave me a daughter that I already knows is going to be attractive once she figures out how to do makeup and all that mm-hmm. stuff that girls do. And so, I just have to resign myself to the fact that I just want her to be making out with a good dude. You right. know, like eventually she's going to make out with somebody. Uh, it's there's no way to prevent it. So I don't want her making out with some guy that's like, uh, you know, stealing cigarettes from the gas station <laughs> yes. and all that kind of stuff. Let's just make it a decent, normal person, right? Mm-hmm. And, Who wears a polo shirt and says, yes, sir, no, <laughs> yeah. sir. Right, yeah. Like, wants to work <laughs> on a thousand-piece puzzles with me <laughs> yeah. and all that. I just want to be somebody <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. Or, you know, like, I'm not like Deidre's dad. Deidre's dad, uh, which I have as much respect for Deidre dad, Deidre's dad as I do for mine. He's a great man. But, you know, he's a farmer, he's working on, he's a mechanic and on stuff all the time. I don't have any idea how to do all <laughs> right. that. I can drive tractors and stuff, but I don't know how to replace a sun gear and the head of a cotton picker or anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, we never had, you know, it's not like he was like, whoa, let's, couldn't talk let's, shop. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about the Almond Brothers, because he doesn't <laughs> care about any of that. He works for a living. And... uh But I think he felt like that I wasn't a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't you know, always the greatest guy, but I was never treated his daughter bad or anything. Yeah. Because mainly because I'm afraid of him. I still get the <laughs> feeling he'll kill me sometimes. But yeah, so that's all like, look, just, I just want her to, to be with a, a normal, a guy that's not like going to be hitting on her or beating on her or anything like that. Yeah. And because then I'll end up having to go to jail because mm-hmm. I will kill somebody. Or... Or not have to go to jail. Well, I know a lot of people, you know. <laughs> I know people that'll help me disappear a body. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like every person should know folks like that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, if you need to keep contact with people just that'll case. help you. Yeah, just in case. Yeah. But if you got a good looking daughter, you just gotta you just gotta come to peace with the fact that sooner or later some guy's gonna be kissing on her. And what are you going to do? Like, you don't want to turn her into like a crazy cat lady or anything either, <laughs> right. you know? Because I will say I work with a guy and yeah. his grown daughters in their 30s yeah. still live with him. I may know that guy. So. I may know his daughters. <laughs> I may. We'll talk about that later. Or do <laughs> okay. you want to cut this part out? <laughs> I don't know if he still works at BF Goodrich, though. He may have retired. You may know him. Okay. <laughs> He's last, still working. Does his last name start with a P? It does. Okay. Does he have the same last name as a macabre American author? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. His daughter. Yes. I mean, we got to cut all this out. 
But I'm about to blow. This is a this is a this is a Disney. It's a small world moment. Okay. Yes. So I just hope Libby makes out with normal people to bring yeah. it back home. Let's talk about weird news. <laughs> Let's now. talk about weird news. Well, let me tell you what stories I got this week. I got a stories about pizzles. Okay? okay, you don't know what pizzles are for right rizzles. now. Pizzles for rizzles, <laughs> my dizzle. I got an Oregon man story. All right, could be our listener. I don't know. You know, like our our guy that called that's a big fan of yeah, us out yeah, of Oregon. Yeah. This could be him. Maybe, probably is because he's a hero. And uh, and then I got a new news, uh, a New Zealand mom story. Number one podcast in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. We still are, as far as I know. Yeah. So I got a New Zealand mom uh, story as well. What about you? Well, I've got a story about Chinese Legos, the people's Legos. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a story about a woman who was trying to open up the door on an American Airlines flight. Okay. And I want to start with this one. South Korean toilet turns excrement into power and digital currency. Oh, okay. This might be the future right <laughs> okay. here that we're fixing to talk about. I'm about to say a cuss word. <laughs> I just want to tell you ahead of time. <laughs> and the digital currency is a <laughs> coin. <laughs> I can't let that, that go. That would be perfect, though. I can't let that go. That's too good of a joke. You can bleep over it. I can't let that go. All right. Uh, using a toilet can pay for your coffee or buy you bananas at a university in South Korea where human waste is being used to help power a building. Cho Jaewon, an urban environmental engineering professor at the Olsen National Institute of Science and Technology, has designed an eco-friendly toilet connected to a laboratory that uses excrement to produce biogas and manure. <laughs> the BV toilet, that's spelled B-E-E-V-I, a portmanteau. What does that mean? <laughs> I think that uh, <laughs> a uh, when you combine two things, okay, literally, liter, literate in literature. Gotcha. Yeah. Hey, say that one more time. A portmanteau. A portmanteau. A portmanteau. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying it right. It's been a long time since Comp One Hundred One. Anyway, okay, they're putting they're squeezing together the words B and vision. So BV. Yeah, you take parts of each word. There you go. go. Okay. It uses a vacuum pump to send feces into an underground tank, reducing water use. There, microorganisms break down the waste to methane, which becomes a source of energy for the building, powering a gas stove, hot water boiler, and solid oxide fuel cell. If we think out of the box, feces has precious value to make energy and manure. I have put this value into ecological circulation, Cho said. An average person defecates about 500 grams a day, which can be converted to 50 liters of methane gas, the environmental engineer said. This gas can generate 0.5 kilowatts of electricity or be used to drive a car for about three quarters of a mile. Okay. Cho has devised a virtual currency called, is that GOL? It's capital G, little g-o-o-l. Google. (laughs) Google. It means honey in Korean. Okay. Which I think they should have just gone with poop token. (laughs) (laughs) I had had the best name ever for it. People would buy it under my name, you know? Each person uses the eco-friendly toilet, earns 10 ghoul a day. Okay. So students can then use the currency to buy goods on campus from freshly brewed coffee to instant cup noodles, fruits, and books. The student can pick up products they want at a shop and scan a QR code to pay with Ghoul. 
I had only ever thought that feces are dirty, but now it is a treasure of great value to me. Postgraduate student Hio Huijin said at the Ghoul Market. I even talk about feces during mealtimes to think about buying any book I want. Well, there you go. I tell you what, I would have like all the ghoul if I went to a university <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, you can't be installing those in Alabama. You know? <laughs> Not without going broke. Yeah, somebody's gonna lose a lot of money on the on the production side of that digital currency. Well, I mean, I'm all for Saving the planet, so yeah, let's do it. Hey, I mean, if you, I did know. they make one with a bidet? Is what I want to know. <laughs> well, it says it uses a vacuum pump. Yeah, so it I'm, might just pull it right out of you. I'm assuming it's like <laughs> sitting on those things at the bank. Yeah, take your money from the little terminal. Sure, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. What if you got a you got to get in one of those canisters and then send it in <laughs> that thing like you do at the bank? You better be a good shot, you know. Uh. Uh, Imagine having to replace the tubes. Oh, yeah, that'd be bad. That's bad. That'd be a not a cool job. But maybe maybe this will catch on all throughout the world. Because all we're doing with it now is sending it to, I don't know where our poop goes, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like a wastewater treatment facility, I guess. It's like we poop in a toilet and then it magically disappears (laughs) and we never see it again. I guess we pump it all out (laughs) to the ocean, maybe Lake Tuscaloosa. I don't know where it goes, honestly. I've never given it much thought. Have you? Well, I know it goes to the sewer. Yeah. But I don't know what the sewer does with it. I I don't either. I really, (laughs) we need someone to come on and explain that to me. Where does our poop go? I've never really put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. I know we have wastewater treatment plants. Mm -hmm. I imagine that's got something to do with it, right? If you live way out where you don't have uh, city water. You got a septic tank. You have a septic tank. Right. And that does, if I'm not mistaken, there's like microorganisms that like break it all down and then it goes through field lines. Yes. And it's... uh, That part of your yard's always greener (laughs) over the field lines. Everybody knows that. Yes. And you can't drive across, so you don't want to bust one of those lines. But, no. yeah, I, I've had a septic tank before. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's normal around here. I guess it is probably in a lot of places oh, in yeah, the United sure. States. It doesn't yeah. have city water, city sewer. But when you live over here in Belmede, you know, we, we, <laughs> we got all. magic poop toilets. Yeah, they just take it away. We don't know where it goes. <laughs> I don't know. Huh. Wild to think about that I'm a grown man. And I have no idea what happens to my crap once I hit the, the handle on the flush. Well, you know, they say there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Mm-hmm. I think all that poop goes to the other end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hope you find the right end of the rainbow. <laughs> yeah. Makes you wonder what Skittles are made out of. <laughs> all right. Well, let's start. Um, where do we want to go? Not a good segue here between poop. Uh, other than this lady, this mother in New Zealand came up with crappy names for her kids. Okay. okay. Not really crappy. A New Zealand mother names her three children, Metallica, Slayer, and Pantera. <laughs> now, I already heard Metallica got beat up by a kid named Napster. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that's about, but... Uh, A New Zealand mother has reportedly named her three children, Metallica, Slayer, and Pantera. The news of the unidentified woman's choice of names for her kids was broken by New Zealand journalist and documentary documentary filmmaker David Ferrier, which he did Dark Tourist on Netflix. I don't know what that is. I'm familiar with Dark Tourist. It's a uh, documentary series where he goes to... 
He like goes on trips to it's like places where tourists go, but they're kind of macabre. Like okay. he went to uh, Fukushima. All right. He also went to what's that one dude that runs McCamey Manor? <laughs> oh yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, <laughs> there well, was we an talked about it. Where, where he went? And, okay. And did Has he been to La Paz thing. before? I don't know. Okay, La Paz is a prison. I may have talked about it. Before. You did talk yeah. about it. Yes. Right. No, I don't think he went there, but he he did go to North Korea. Oh wow! And that was the strange. Yeah. Like I I don't I think I wouldn't mind going to North Korea if there wasn't the threat of death if I did something wrong. <laughs> right. Like I would need someone to be with me every step of the way and be like, "Don't spit on the sidewalk, or they'll put a bullet in your brain, or something." You know? Yeah. He was walking around, and he it was like everyone's looking at him and it's almost like they're putting on a show. Oh yeah. Like, cause they're, they know this is going to hey, go guy, out to the yeah. world. So they're going to hit Netflix. Everybody act happy. Yeah. Everyone act like you're having fun. It's just a normal city. <laughs> yeah. Here I am shopping. Yeah. I've just got plenty of money things. to buy stuff yeah. I want to buy. No famine. <laughs> yeah. nothing. Everything's fine. Everything's fine yeah. over here. Also, I feel like it'd be real easy to pick up chicks for me in North Korea, too. You know, you'd be like the lone white guy over there. Yeah. You got to be doing, you, you got to be raking some in, but that's neither here nor there. Um, proud to report, back to the article, proud to report that a New Zealand mother has named her children Metallica, Pantera, and Slayer. Farrier, Farrier told his Twitter, She told me it's not easy raising three of the heaviest bands. <laughs> Well, now, she's not technically raising the bands, right? Yeah, she's right. raising she's three raising kids, kids that she named after the I bands. guarantee you these kids got a mullet, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know they do, in a denim jacket, every one of them. Uh, Farrier went on to say that he has seen the birth certificates of all three kids and admitted that he was initially suspicious, especially after noticing that Metallica had a middle name of And Justice for All. <laughs> In honor of the band's fourth album. Their last good album, in my opinion. (laughs) That's a fine album, but not their greatest. I would have went with Ride the Lightning for a middle name, personally, (laughs) if it was me. I reached out to the Registrar General himself, asking if there are any restrictions uh, naming babies after band names or albums, Farrier wrote. New Zealand's Registrar General uh, Jeff Montgomery answered that there are no restrictions on naming babies after bands or albums, as long as the word used is not generally considered to be offensive or does not resemble an official rank or title. Farrier shared a photo of the woman and included the following message. I think it's important to note, as you can see in this article, uh, see in the photo in my article, this mother is also a big fan of crossbows, which are also truly metal, and she deserves our complete and utter respect for this and for raising three kids. According to good, which this is the mama right I was about here. to say, I need to see the picture. That's a mama. Okay. Yeah. She looks like somebody that would name oh, her kid yeah. Yeah. Metallica and Justice for Sure. All. Right. Yeah, no, definitely she does. Maybe uh, she should have named her one of her other sons <laughs> in Justice for All. Yeah, right. So they're, they're together. It's like, hey, it's Metallica and Justice, and Justice for All. For all. <laughs> According to Good Housekeeping, very few baby names in the United States are actually forbidden with naming laws set by each state, and some states having more requirements than others. In some other countries, however, there are much stricter naming laws, with some requiring parents to choose from a pre-approved list of names or petition the government to add a name to the list. So anyways, it goes on basically just to say that all around the world there's a bunch of different naming laws, but this lady named her kids after three metal bands. So... Mm -hmm. 
So if, what are the naming laws? Like, did it? Oh, no, it just talks about like, uh, let me get back over here. Most U.S. states prohibit using baby names with numerals in it. So, so uh, hence X-Ash, whatever. Whatever, yeah. Your, your boy, <laughs> Elon Musk, Elon. he couldn't yeah. have named his kid that over here. Yeah. Uh, you can't have obscenities. And some states have character so you, limits. You couldn't name a kid the N-word. Yeah, I don't guess so. That would be the worst. Yeah. You talk about getting canceled? <laughs> you and your kid both. But they have character limits for their first name. So, Which Deidre had a baby born in the... Uh, Nikki one time and uh her name was like beautiful wonderful joyous you know miracle everybody who has a Nikki baby names her baby miracle <laughs> you know <laughs> which i love my wife she's an angel but sometimes she's like hey your baby was just born a week early it needs to grow a little bit it ain't a miracle you know <laughs> i know not you think it's a miracle not that big a deal on our end you know oh, we ain't even paying attention to your kid that much we just feed it when it needs feeding <laughs> that's what 20 years in one area of yeah. field of expertise will get you it's a little jaded but uh but uh, so this girl's name was like beautiful, wonderful, you know, miracle, whatever. And Deidre went to fill it all in for her like paperwork. And her name would only be like, it was only like beautiful, wonderful joy instead of joyous or whatever it was. And so that's what her name is now. <laughs> you know, like, sorry, mom, there's not enough boxes for me to fill in here for yours. So I guess there are some restrictions in Alabama on character limits, I mm. guess. I don't know. But. If you would name your kid after bands, what would you name them? Because <laughs> uh, mm, I'm guessing you, you don't want to name them after just a person. Oh, no, right? I would go with Weird Al <laughs> Weird all day Al. long. Weird Al would be my top choice. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I wouldn't name my kids after bands. I wouldn't either. I will say that, uh, and not because I'm a Slayer fan, Yeah, but of those three, Slayer was probably the the best of the names, yeah, or of the bands, of the of the names. <laughs> okay, all right. I would. My, I wouldn't have picked Pantera. I would have went with Dimebag Daryl. You know, <laughs> yeah. As, as my as my as my band name from. I would name my my kids after people that were in bands. Or what about Franz Ferdinand? <laughs> that's a band. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> you know, I guess you could name your kid after a lot of famous musicians and be okay. Uh, Liberace, you know, if you <laughs> yeah. wanted to do that one, you know, anybody, but I don't think I would go. I'm more of a traditional, I like traditional type names, although Hudson, I wouldn't say is traditional, but just don't name your kid Nickelback. <laughs> I don't know enough about Nickelback to hate Nickelback. All I know is that a lot of people hate Nickelback. I actually don't know. I don't like the name. I wouldn't want to name my kid Nickelback. Sure. No, yeah, I wouldn't do that either. But uh, I actually think a lot of that hate is undeserved yeah. because everybody hates Nickelback, and they're very proud of the fact that they hate Nickelback, right. and they like to go on Twitter and talk about how much they hate Nickelback. Sure. But at the end of the day, they sold millions of records to somebody, now, and Tiny, I don't think it was one person who was buying them all. Tiny, I want you to replace Nickelback with McDonald's and records with <laughs> French fries. And you've just made your argument, your argu my argument back to me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. I win again. <laughs> Except they're to totally different things. Not really. One's music, one's a fast food franchise. Yeah, but it's the same argument. Like everybody <laughs> acts like they hate them, but somehow they're selling all this stuff. Well, I don't hate them. I just don't think they're the greatest. Okay. And just because they sell 
more food than anybody else. I don't think that necessarily makes them the greatest. Sure I think it does. makes them the most convenient. No, it makes them the greatest. Because if they had a bad product, <laughs> nobody would buy it. <laughs> well, I don't buy their fries. That is a, the biggest mistake <laughs> you've ever made. One day this podcast is going to end and we're going to sign. I'm going to type up a press release and it's going to be we couldn't agree on fast food French fries. You know, like, we just had to split up, guys. Yeah. Some things are worth fighting for. <laughs> Follow me on my new McDonald's centric podcast. I'm loving it. <laughs> is it my turn? Your it's turn. My turn. Your turn. All right, John. How about this? Uh, Video shows woman taped to a seat after trying to open a plane door on American Airlines flight. Okay. Now, you can see the photo right there. Yeah, check the show notes for everybody <laughs> listening. It's a precious photo. <laughs> it looks like this lady has been kidnapped. Yes, or and, she's into some weird stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, she don't look happy. No, no, she doesn't. <laughs> but apparently, this lady... Well, I mean, what it says in the headline, she was trying to open up the door on a plane mid-flight, and the only way they could get her to not do that is to, like, physically duct tape her. Yeah. Which, do they I don't not know have why handcuffs? You, well, I'll say, well, I don't know why you got to duct tape her mouth. You know, like, her <laughs> mouth is duct taped in the picture. Yeah. I can see her hands, her legs. <laughs> I don't know why you got to duct tape her mouth. Yeah. Maybe she just wouldn't shut up. <laughs> She's going to get a settlement out of American Airlines. I guarantee you she will. <laughs> Uh, a seemingly unbalanced woman was taped to an airplane seat last week after allegedly attacking the flight crew and then attempting to open the plane's door mid-flight. A video posted to social media showed the gray-haired woman with silver tape over her mouth and her arms and body seemingly taped to the seat. You could hear him screaming, you, 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 as passengers exited American Airlines Flight 1774 in front of her. Flight attendants calmly nodded, according to images posted by TikTok user at LOLRE. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing source, TikTok user. (laughs) The two-hour flight on July 6th left from Dallas-Fort Worth to Charlotte, North Carolina. It was delayed for at least three hours before finally taking off at midnight. But after about an hour, after the trip began, chaos erupted. The flight attendants started turning the lights on around 1.30 a.m., and she said, we see all the flight attendants running down the aisles frantically as if whispering to each other. The plane crew started locking bathrooms, grabbing bags from overhead lockers, and not telling anybody what was going on. It was kind of like chaos, and nobody knows what's going on. Finally, the pilot over the intercom asking people to stay in their seats and referring to a bad situation on the plane right now. Which, that's what you want to hear from the pilot. (laughs) You don't want to go a bad situation. You may just go, hey, we have a situation. We have a situation. Nothing to be alarmed about. No engine failure, anything like that. Everybody just stay in their seats while we get it worked out. Let's keep everybody calm. Then we gradually started to hear more and more screaming. And we were like, wait a minute. Just as the plane was about to land, an air hostess who was seated next to them explained that a woman with an apparent mental problem had a fit of anger and had want to get off the plane. <laughs> and she said, I have to get off this plane. And she walked to the exits and started knocking on doors saying, you have to let me off this plane. I guess it took all five flight attendants to overpower her and then literally put her down, she said, of the incident, which was first reported by TMZ. They pretty much lowered her and put her in her seat and then wrapped her up with duct tape. I still don't know why you got a duct tape for mouth, though. <laughs> Do they not have a 
a marshal? I thought a marshal was supposed to be on the on I, the plane. I, I, no, I, I don't know this for sure. I don't think a marshal is on every flight, but mm. a marshal could be on every flight. I think one should be. Yeah. There should at least be a plane bouncer, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, they need to hire <laughs> just a dude like you, Tiny, yes. standing around with sunglasses Give on. Give me a stun gun That's and right. like a pair of dark Oakleys. You would make so much money on Spirit Airlines. <laughs> I don't know if you see the videos coming out of Spirit Airlines. But that is like the greyhound of the sky, Mm -hmm. and uh, anybody can afford a ticket, I guess. And they have some doozies on there. I will never fly Spirit. There needs to be there needs to be at least a few sets of handcuffs on a a flight. No, yeah, I don't hate that. Or at least a roll of duct tape, just to make the Mile High Club more fun, right? (laughs) That's a good point. American Airlines confirmed the incident, telling the Post that the woman assaulted and bit a flight attendant okay, there we go. <laughs> after attempting to open the front boarding gate. She was detained for the safety and security of the passengers, other customers, and our crew. Emergency personnel encountered the flight on the ground in Charlotte and then took the woman to a local hospital, said the airline, which placed her on American's inter- internal no-fly list yeah. waiting. Yeah, we're not letting you back on one of our planes. I can see that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well... Yeah, you can't just go opening up an airplane door in the middle of the air. Mm-hmm. That's That'll cause a lot of problems. Yeah. Is this photo intentionally a little blurry? I think so. Because it bothers me that we have a rover on Mars that can give us crystal clear <laughs> right? HD no, photo yeah. quality, but then we can't even tell really what color this lady's hair is. Well, and it looks like, just, and it is a blurry photo, she got bopped on the nose one time. You know? <laughs> yeah. like one of those flight attendants just gave her a good little pop. Probably after they got her hand tied, whichever one she bit, was yeah. probably just like, I'm just going to get her right on the nose. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Let me tape your, no- your face up now. What happens, I mean, I'm just asking. This is, I'm just curious. Like, had she gotten that door open yeah. and flew out, Oh, well, it'll depressurize the cabin, number one, when you open it up. And I think it'll start pulling everybody else who's not buckled in down, which is one reason why I always leave my (laughs) seatbelt buckled. I'm not a big fan of flying. (laughs) Flown many times in my life. Don't really enjoy it. And whenever they're like, you know, bing, boom, the Mm seatbelt, you know, sign is off. You can free to move about the cabin. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, y'all crazy. (laughs) I'm keeping mine on no matter what. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking the oxygen mask come down. That's a bad one. If that ever happens, (laughs) I will just start freaking out. I don't know what. Just I'll, enjoy the free oxygen because, you know, it, normally it, you have to have some kind of medical condition like, to get that stuff. When the free oxygen comes down, it'll be the time I turn to Deidre and be like, well, let's do it right now. <laughs> like, we're about to die. Let's just go ahead and make love right now. You know, like, we are about to die. The oxygen mass never drop down unless something bad, super happening, yeah. you know. And they're always like, you know, put your oxygen mask on first before you assist anybody mm-hmm. else or whatever. If I get mine on, y'all are all screwed because I ain't messing <laughs> with none of y'all. I'm like, Ooh, I hate everybody else is going to die. I'll put my seatbelt back on right now, you know? Well, I remember that plane where the top blew off and oh, they I still don't... managed to land? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's some wild stuff happens mm-hmm. in there. I got a friend who flies for the airlines. You may know him, Jess Cotton. Do you know Jess Cotton? I don't. He's a little older than you. Okay. I would not ride in his geo prism growing up. Like he was that wild of a driver, and now he flies airlines. And when we flew to Chicago a few years ago, I was in the Birmingham airport, and I went down to get some food at like Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. and he was rolling his little suitcase by. And I was like, Jess, he's like, hey, what's up, John? He's like, where are you flying? He's like, Chicago. And I was like, 
oh, American? You know, like, are you yeah. flying the American? Because we're going there. And he was like, no, no, I'll fly for United. And I was like, whew, buddy, I am glad. <laughs> I was fixing to cancel my <laughs> yeah, flight. I was, like, I was about to have to just wait till the next one, man. <laughs> like, I know too much about you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's some wild stuff happens on airplanes, for sure. Remember that one time a whole bunch of snakes got loose on a plane? <laughs> I do. I do remember that. <laughs> Well, let's move on to another guy. This is who needed to be on this flight. Oregon man knocks out, and it's unconfirmed. This could be our Oregon fan. Okay. Okay. Oregon man knocks out and hogties an active shooter, according to Portland police. Nice. They've defunded the police so much in Portland <laughs> that citizens are having to handle active shooters. <laughs> Portland, Oregon. Authorities say a Portland shooting incident saw 29 bullets fly before witnesses subdued and beat up the suspect who was the only person injured. Now, how you get off 29 shots and not hit anybody is beyond (laughs) me. This guy did not grow up shooting guns, I guarantee you. No. A neighbor snuck up on the gunman and knocked him out before others helped tie him up, according to the Portland Police Bureau. Luke Strollerzak who's 32, allegedly fired more than two dozen rounds indiscriminately at an occupied apartment building in southwest Portland around 1 a.m. No one was injured except for Strozelak after witnesses disarmed and detained him. After being woken up by a loud argument, a neighbor identified in court documents as John Dixon went outside and saw the suspect with a handgun and a green laser. Strozerak left, but then came back with an AR-15, which he is accused of firing at random toward a row of apartments, the affidavit alleges. Dixon crept up and bashed the 140-pound suspect with a stick. 140-pound grown man. That's not a very big. No, that's grown a little. Man. You put him on your hip and towed him around, Tiny. <laughs> like, like he is a little bitty. That's like our old music minister. <laughs> that's right. It is. <laughs> So he he hit him in the head with a stick, just whopped him in the head, Mm -hmm. as we say. Then he wrestled the gun away, narrowly avoiding getting shot, and then pummeled Strozelak with his fist until he was unconscious, according to the affidavit. Responding officers arrived outside the Stevens Creek Crossing apartments in response to multiple 911 calls and found several people standing around the defendant who was hogtied and had been beaten up. Here's his mugshot. You can tell. They got him. Oh, they, man. They, they dotted both of those <laughs> eyes for him. I mean, they, they whooped him. A little 140-pound dude. Can't say he didn't deserve it. Yeah, no, I agree. Surveillance video also shows Strozelak firing at a man fleeing through a parking lot, according to the affidavit. Uh, the article goes on to say that police filed additional charges, including attempted murder and nine counts of reckless endangerment. In all, he faces seven felonies and ten misdemeanors. Man. He was booked, and his bond on top of the charges of attempted second-degree murder was set at $250,000. He tried to pay it, but fortunately for us, a little short. <laughs> like, if you're 140 pounds and you want to go start some trouble, you better make sure they don't get the gun from you. You know, <laughs> yeah. you make sure they don't get the gun from you. Wow. I mean, what's the old saying? God made some men big and some men little. Some little. Yeah. But Samuel Colt. Samuel Colt made them all equal. That's right. Yes. <laughs> but, Except for this guy. Well, if I get the gun away from you, you're, you're dead. They gonna, <laughs> if you get hit in the head with a stick. We're back to some are big and some <laughs> are little. That's right. 
<laughs> That's right. Then you're going to get whipped, which is fine. I, I, you know, I'm not for violence, but this is a good case. If you get to beat up somebody, this is the perfect case to do it. So, yeah. yeah. So congrats. Uh, we all need a hero uh, in today's <laughs> world to this hero who went out there. And uh, John Dixon was his name, who went out there, took matters into his own ma- own hands mm-hmm. and whipped this little bitty boy or little bitty dude. <laughs> And then hogtied him. And then hogtied him, too. (laughs) Not even like normal. I mean, it's not like he was duct taped in an American (laughs) Airlines seat or something. Hogtied him. Hogtied him. That means hands and ankles behind your back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at some point, he he whipped a dude so bad, he's probably like kneeling on his back. He looked at somebody else. He's like, bring me some rope. You know, (laughs) I need some rope, buddy. Can you get me some rope, stinching cord, anything? You know, I got to tie this dude up. And then he put his hands up. He's in a rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's amazing. That that's my favorite rodeo event where they do yeah. that. I don't know how they do it so fast either. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have no idea like what knot they use or anything. I need someone who's familiar with rodeos to tell me about that. Yeah, because I, I I'm not afraid of horses, but I'm not a big horse fan mm-hmm. because anytime I've ever ridden a horse, I'm like, if this horse decides to jump off a cliff, there's nothing I can do about it. Right. You know. Uh, so I'm just a little nervous around horses. So I've never gotten into rodeo culture. Plus, I don't look good in cowboy hats either. So <laughs> but I need someone to tell me because yeah. anytime I flip over to like ESPN, the Ocho, and there's a rodeo on and it's that event, I'll watch it every time. <laughs> like it better than bull ride. All right. Well, for my last story, those who steal secrets will be beheaded warns Chinese Lego piece about Beijing's space program. Okay. Well, that's cut and dry. <laughs> yeah. The Chinese toy company Simbo Block, an alternative option for fans of Lego blocks, launched a series on the theme of the Chinese space program and has made people talk on the country's social networks by including an advertisement in one of its miniatures that warns those who steal secrets will be captured and beheaded. <laughs> the set of parts intended for children six years and older was created in collaboration with the China Center for Cultural Innovation and Aerospace Science. The shocking phrase, which is not something expected in child's play, comes from a real-life warning sign aimed at possible spies and leakers who enter the, and I can't say this, is that Jiquan? Sure. Jiquan Satellite Launch Center, the first of the four space launch sites of the Asian giant, explains the portal, What's on Weibo? This light blue sign with gold letters already caused controversy on Chinese social media in 2013 when photos of the poster went viral following the launch of the Shenzhou 10 mission from JSLC. Although Simbo Block Space Set is also available to customers outside of China, in the foreign market, the warning sign has been left blank. So, well, you know, honestly... If we had had a sign that says, you know, if you steal secrets, we're going to behead you, Snowden may have never happened. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's just living it up over Russia, still got his head, which is fine. Maybe if Lego had had a sign yeah, that right. said those who steal our block designs will be yeah. headed, Simbo block would have never put out the set to begin with. <laughs> we. <laughs> 
We've gone real soft in America, you know? <laughs> it's, it's Our fun. civil liberties, <laughs> we've taken them to the extreme, and, and we've gotten real soft here. <laughs> we need a little bit of, we'll cut your head off if you steal something from us. <laughs> yeah. just, a, just a hint, you know? Not a, I don't want to go full-blown communist China, but uh, we, we need some, a little more repercussions sometimes. <laughs> Isn't it a, a little bit ironic also? That China's threatening to do this to spies. Oh yeah. Meanwhile, we will. Hey, we do that. We no. rip off all your secrets. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they will. We've we've caught several Chinese spies. <laughs> I know. They have one in uh, Diane. Oh, who was it? One of the Congress ladies' office, like her, like chauffeur or somebody, mm-hmm. was like a Chinese spy. Yeah. And we just. We don't even talk about it anymore. Like, well, I guess they got all our stuff now, and we're just going about our life. Yeah. Uh, we should behead that guy. Yeah, but we got to stop Asian hate, John. True, that's true. Very true. Also, that is like very counterintuitive to my no death penalty. Too, I'm all over the place. I, I, you can't fix me on one point. You yeah. know. I'm for not killing people who murder somebody, but I'm for murdering somebody mm-hmm. who steals secrets. Wild. Yeah. I will say this. Doing away, like like dealing with Chinese spies is not the same thing as hating on Asians, right? Yeah, no, like, I don't think so. We can love Asians yeah. and still not want them taking all our secrets, right? right. We, yes, we got to draw a line of demarcation yes. between these two. Now, you know, like uh, Louisiana and Mississippi Delta and Mississippi – they have a very large Asian population that have been there for, you know, not hundreds of years, maybe 60, 70 mm-hmm. years or like that. And it's pretty wild because you'll see one of them like interviewed on the TV and they talk like I do, you know? <laughs> and you're right. like, oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well, you're definitely Southern, you know? <laughs> but they like migrated into that area and set up shops and all that. I watched a whole documentary on it, uh, mm-hmm. like, and how they do everything. And they would interview those people. They, they talk like a Mississippi bell, and you're like, okay, all right. Well, that's great. Uh, well, yeah, I don't think if you behead a, a Chinese spy, that's that's Asian hate. Back to your original point. Well, let's move on to a difficult topic, a hard topic to discuss, and that's the pizzle. For Rizzle? The surprising rise, our second New Zealand story of the show, the surprising rise of New Zealand's pizzle industry. Now, do you know what a pizzle is? Uh, what's a pizzle? It's a deer penis. Okay. All right. For an export, most have probably never heard of, and some would rather forget exist. The pizzle has notched up impressive growth since the mid-2000s, even surviving COVID-19. Hmm. While New Zealand's pizzle market didn't quite sizzle during the pandemic hit year of 2020. (laughs) Their pizzle didn't sizzle. (laughs) Wait, nor did it fizzle. (laughs) Instead, dipping from 5.2 million earned during 2019 to 4.4 million. Lost yet? Pizzles are the penis of male deer and are used in traditional Chinese medicine as a sexual vigor enhancer. Hmm. Yeah. Now, when I read this article, I went and ate as many deer penises as I could. <laughs> a lot of unhappy deer, by the way, and uh, didn't do anything for me. So they can be exported fresh, frozen, dried, smoked, or preserved in brine. Unlike cattle pizzles, which are sold as dog treats, I did not know that. I didn't know that either. Okay. Deer pizzles are highly sought after and are often exported with some of the pelvic bone attached so buyers know they're getting the real thing and not an imposter pizzle from a dog or a seal. <laughs> because 
everyone knows if it's a pel- if it's a deer pelvis, that's obviously a deer sure, pelvis. Got to be a deer pelvis. There's no way this could be like a a cow pelvis, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. or a seal pelvis. <laughs> yes. Uh, data analysis for RNZ series "Who's Eating New Zealand" revealed the surprising trajectory of New Zealand's pizzle market. Since 1994, more than 1,700 tons of deer pizzle have been exported from New Zealand, earning $68 million. They get consumed with, infused with alcohol, said Deer Industry New Zealand's market manager, Rise Griffith, who described pizzles, tails, and sinews as deer co-products. As well as being infused with alcohol, pizzles find their way into hot pots, a broth-based soup, after slicing the pizzle lengthwise, and we did a story last week about a guy who had a lengthwise pizzle <laughs> fracture, and then into smaller pieces, it simmered for several hours until tender. New Zealand leads the world for venison exports. That's surprising. That is surprising. Yeah, I, I don't know why we're not leading the world in that. I mean, with as much land and deer as we got, I know a lot of them get harvested every year. Yeah, but right. I, I thought we're not exporting it; we're putting it in a freezer. <laughs> I thought outside of the south, nobody really cared yeah. about our pizzle. Yeah, right. <laughs> and pizzles are only a small portion of overall exports. He says. <laughs> These are white-tailed deers, not black-tailed deers. <laughs> When purchased whole, the size and weight of the pizzle determines the price. In New Zealand, Servador offers dried pizzles with testicles attached, ranging in size from 80 to 100 grams for $299 each. Hmm. That's expensive. Yeah. I'd just about sell my own for that. (laughs) I would at one time, for sure. Uh, For a 150-gram-plus pizzle, Servador charges $499. Some retailers package their largest pizzles in wooden gift boxes. <laughs> I don't know if I need to say that. Let's say I've got my wife a pizzle in a gift box before. <laughs> Ground pizzles and testicles are also sold in a capsule form. One, these are your rhino pills or whatever, you know? Yeah. Your horny your, goat weed. Yeah, yes, your uh, Power of the bull <laughs> pills you see down at the gas station. <laughs> One brand, right next to the CBD. <laughs> <laughs> One brand called Casanova Libido costs $44.95 for 120 pills. The product's webpage, which depicts the capsule against a backdrop of an erupting volcano, <laughs> says the capsules may support men's sexual drive and potency boosts stamina, and supports well-being. Notice it says may, not will. Yeah, may, (laughs) right. Despite fears in 2010 that Viagra and similar medications would replace pizzles, the market has continued to grow. Three-quarters of New Zealand's deer pizzles are sold to Hong Kong, with China the second biggest buyer, followed by Taiwan. Pizzles have also been bought by buyers in the United States, Finland, Germany, Canada, and Australia. So it's a very this is a very long article. Uh, I think we can end it right there. Mm-hmm. That people all over the world are buying pizzles, and I'm just now becoming aware of pizzles. Before we end this story, I have a bone to pick. Okay, <laughs> I'm still upset that they come in a pack of eight <laughs> while the buns still come in a pack of ten. <laughs> yes. Uh, I I mean. I would try a pizzle, you know. 
I'll try anything once. Yeah. Uh, just see if it works, you know. Um, if it does, maybe I need our New Zealand listeners. Our, if our New Zealand listeners cared about us, they would ship us some, you know. <laughs> yes. And I didn't have to be in a wooden box. I'll take my puzzle in a cardboard box, <laughs> bubble wrap, please. <laughs> and so I can, I can just gnaw on it or whatever, like a chew toy. <laughs> I guess I don't know what you do with it. How you can grind it up and put it in the capsule? Yeah, that's too that's too much work. I just get straight (laughs) straight from the soil. I'm gonna grind it up and want to snort it for sure, right? (laughs) (laughs) You could boof it. Yeah, definitely, (laughs) definitely could. Yeah, yeah, I've I've boofed a few pistols in my day. I said never always gonna try something once. Motto. What we want to talk about now is our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. And we want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, and you can order the spice right there on the website. And I think it increases libido, too. Every time I eat it, I'm I'm raring to go. It's not going to hurt. Not going to hurt it, I guarantee you. Snorts pretty well, too, just in case anybody was wondering. Created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun curl spice goes well with, everybody knows what I'm about to say, pizzles, <laughs> chicken pizzles, beef pizzles, pork pizzles, and potato pizzles, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun curl Bayou Bundle Spice goes on anything will change your life. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South Finest Meats, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, and the Lurley Wallace Piggly Wiggly. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. Hey, John. Yeah. Why was the Pizzle wearing a raincoat? I don't know. For Drizzle. (laughs) (laughs) It's just amazing to me that Snoop Dogg named the deer penis. (laughs) You know? Yeah. That's the greatest thing. Uh, We have one voicemail this week. What do you say we tune in? Okay. (laughs) Listen to it. Hey, John and Tiny. It's Jacqueline. Uh, I'll make it quick because I know you've got a lot of voicemails to get to, which is awesome. I love that other people are calling in. Uh, real quick, Norm MacDonald, fellow Canadian, amazing person. And uh, if you think that he's, you know, his stand-up is great, which it is, uh, there's a show on Netflix that I'm sure you've seen, but if you haven't seen it, it's called The Mike Tyson Mysteries. And Norm MacDonald is one of the main characters in it, and he is hilarious. Uh, it is a little blue. Uh, it is a little Earth oddity after dark, but uh, I'm sure you've heard worse. So when you were saying about uh, women should be guarding women in prison and men should be guarding men, 
So women guarding women in prison, um, it's been done, I don't know, there's a series of Academy Awards, it's definitely not winning, definitely should have won Academy Awards, uh, this were in the 1970s, they were uh, exploitation movies about women guarding other women in prison, and so that, that lady that you had mentioned in your podcast probably would have fit in very well even at an all-women's prison uh, in one of those movies. And again, if you haven't seen them, look them up, unless you are under 19 years of age or have taste. Uh, I clearly have no taste because I've seen quite a few of them, and I think they're amazing. Anyway, hope you guys are having a great time and a great week, and I hope your week is better than last week, and I will talk to you later. Bye. All right. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I'll look up those movies because I don't have taste. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Exploitation movies could mean a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. So that has my curiosity peaked. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for calling, Jacqueline, as always. And we don't have a lot of voicemails this week. I know. You You were the only one. I I enjoy a lot of voicemails as well. uh, This this is a slow week, but we thank you for calling in. And I will definitely have to check out. I hope that Netflix Norm McDonald show, I hope it's... uh, because um, I know sometimes different regions will have availability to right. different stuff. I hope it's available here, but uh, I'll definitely have to. The Mike Tyson mysteries, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I'm fascinated by that. Mm-hmm. So I'll look that up too. We have some questions. Oh, yeah. We like to talk some questions. I always forget we have this segment. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. It's our longest running segment. Yeah, it really is. One day. <laughs> Well, now I'll get mad and come up with some more problems. I was about to say, after this, John will talk about his problems. (laughs) (laughs) We like to ask John questions on this show. You can ask him questions as well. You can go to our Discord link uh, server. Link is in the show notes. Go to the Ask John Questions About Stuff channel, and you can ask John your questions, and we'll ask him on the show. Lindsay asks, related to the Cosby discussion last week, do rapists have the right to get ED treatment? I feel like that would be akin to letting murderers have guns. Hmm, that's a very good point. I I would imagine, given the way things work in the United States, they do have that right, but they shouldn't. And I'll tell you what, Lindsay, if you if you get a bill going yeah. trying to withhold ED treatment for rapists, yeah. I will co-sponsor that bill. There you go. Also very <laughs> sexist to only assume men are rapists, by the way. But, you know. But I'm assuming that women don't get ED treatment. Yeah, no, they don't need ED treatment. Right. <laughs> yes. yes. But I would have said male rapists because right. I don't want to get canceled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And female rapists are twice as dangerous. <laughs> sure. They don't need a a medical aid. Yeah, no. I don't know. I don't even know what they need. (laughs) That's our Bobo ask. All right, this may take a little research ahead of time. Okay, we're doing it on the fly here. (laughs) No research on this show. No, yeah. Like, Have you ever listened to this show? (laughs) But I'm very curious to get your take. What do you think of the Minnesota wrestling promotion known as the NWF. So Okay. <laughs> I don't know the NWF. I tell you what, he's got a link here. All right. And every kid has dream. Hold on a second. I'm gonna throw it up on the throw it up on the TV here. Uh, look at the technological leaps we made. <laughs> 
Uh, this is a 15 minute video, so okay. we may we're, we're gonna watch we're gonna give it, it a good 30 seconds. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> then we're, we're gonna we're gonna watch all of it and then we will cut it down. Okay, <laughs> sure. Just that's exactly take. what we're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there we go. We watched all of it. Uh, that was uh, that's fascinating. I guess to summarize it, because we don't need to play 15 minutes of audio. No, absolutely yeah. not. Just to, for the listening audience, this was a short video about a kids' league of, of wrestling. Of professional wrestling. <laughs> yes. Done on cable access. Professional, uh, used very loosely here. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, well, it wasn't Olympic style wrestling, is what I was meaning. Uh, Imagine, um, I want you to go back to middle school, yeah, for just a minute, and think of all your buddies who were talking about wrestling and how they, you know, or maybe on weekends there's a spend the night party over at somebody's yeah. house, and they all, you know, yeah, you just start doing wrestling moves, get on, on a, get right. on a mattress and start doing wrestling. Yes, imagine giving all those kids cable access <laughs> yes. and video cameras. And letting them actually start yeah. a for real wrestling league, and then it goes way further. Yeah, they get than it syndicated. It would go. Yeah, no, I, I was very fascinated by it. Yeah. And uh, props to those kids. That is very 1980s. You know, like the guy who was narrating that video is like, "Why are there no parents involved?" Well, that was the 80s. That was really how it was when we were growing. Our parents <laughs> just kind of let us do whatever. Yeah, and. You know, if we live, we live. If we if we got our <laughs> knee broke in a figure four, then that's just what happened. So <laughs> it was a different time. People don't understand yes. now. Yeah. I remember in high school getting invited by a group of guys to go ride a mechanical bull. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Sure. And I remember calling up my mom and saying, hey, I'm going with so-and-so over to so-and-so's house, and we're going to ride a bull. Yeah, I left out the word mechanical, <laughs> and she was like, okay, we'll be careful. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so it was a different time back then, but that was that was very fascinating. I, I went into it expecting to not watch it all, and I enjoyed every bit of it. <laughs> yes. yeah. I enjoyed them getting screwed over in the end. It was like the perfect way for it to end is some – Old dudes came in and took all their money <laughs> and their <laughs> wrestling ring. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. And the fact that they were just, they enjoyed it so much that they were able to actually, you know, do production and put on shows and mm -hmm. charge and make cash was huge, you know? Yeah. That's that's pretty fascinating to me. And so. to celebrate, they had a pizza party. Yeah, of course, exactly what like a thirteen year old kid would do. <laughs> what do you say over at Dale's on First Avenue? Exactly. <laughs> now nowadays, like a thirteen year old kid would take the money they made and invest it in like Bitcoin or something like that. It's a whole different world. But back then, a pizza party, everybody's like, "Yeah, that's cool." You know? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, so, what, what did we talk about at the very beginning of this show? A lot of times, those who are successful is the people who just do it. They just do it. And they, 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 just they keep doing it. That's, yes. it. that story is our story. You know, <laughs> yes. Started off real small, very crappy production. We're probably in about the we have a wooden ring to wrestle in with just regular Home Depot yeah. rope tied around it. That's where we are <laughs> That's right where now. We're at. We'll be at armory shows before too long. <laughs> Speaking of. 
there's a event coming up. Oh yeah. Yes, on August twenty eighth. Which I was um, going to say, I watched a lot of small wrestling shows at the Armory and Fayette growing up. That was just where wrestlers came. Which is wild that the government's like, sure, yeah, we'll rent this space out to you. Come on in and put on a, a amateur wrestling show. It is August twenty eighth. It is Oak City Market benefiting SD Allen Ministries. Uh, there's going to be food trucks. There's going to be local vendors. There's going to be an auction. There's going to be raffles. And it's going to be located in Calvary Baptist Church's north parking lot from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. So I plan to be there. I don't know if John's going to be there. <laughs> I've checked my schedule. <laughs> That's 11 a.m. to 5 p.m.? Yes. That's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Cajun Curl, Cajun Curl food truck is going to be there. There's going to be a lot of stuff there. It's just going to be, just I guess uh, it's going to be a fun event that SD Allen is is the 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 event is going to be benefiting them, and uh, at least I plan to make an appearance there. So we'll get more details about it. We'll talk to Jeff some more about it. But uh, if you're local, uh, mark it on your calendar. If you're not local, fly in. <laughs> yes, yeah, and it. you can stay on John's couch. No, you can't. <laughs> but Tiny will give you a tour of the Tri County area. <laughs> I yeah. might do it. Yeah, and invite you over to his house. <laughs> I will do none of that. I will show up for one dinner and one dinner only, and that's what you get out of me. <laughs> Just going in, okay? Yeah. yeah. So that's how it works. But yeah, I will put it on my calendar. And we'll make an attempt to show up. That's date day, you know. It's a big, (laughs) you know, I have some stuff going on. I don't know. Well, as this show draws to a close, one thing we have to do before we end the show is we have to thank our patrons, John. Okay. We thank each and every one of you. We would like to name specifically those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And they are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Mr. Warsaw, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Thomas Williams, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill. Yeah, that's We right. thank you all so much for donating to the show and for just everything you do for supporting our little... Uh, wooden stage with carpet carpet and uh, rope. Yeah, rope around, around the, side. the sides. You're helping us to get into an actual real ring one day. <laughs> one yeah. day. One day. We'll be there. If you would like to jump on that Patreon train and support the show like these other fine individuals, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers, but if you join at the $5 tier, you will get an extended show every single week. And once a month, you get an all-exclusive patrons-only episode that we will be recording here shortly. That's right. That is yeah. patreon.com <laughs> slash earthoddity. Extend your oddity. There we go. Speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up in the extended show today? I'm going to talk about the mayor of Washington, D.C. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to talk about what will get you a 10-match ban in the game of soccer. Okay. There we go. It involves not pizzles, but (laughs) (laughs) something close to that. There we go. Boofing. Yeah, sort of. Sort of, kind of. Yeah, a little old chick. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You got anything else before we end the free show? I just want to say shout out to the three people who followed us on Instagram this week. I appreciate (laughs) y'all responding to the call. Uh, That was great. (laughs) 
I noticed. Do we want to call out their Instagram tags? I don't. They may not want to. They may not want to be that much associated with us. Say maybe that's what will get us some followers. Hey, we'll shout out your Instagram tag on the show if you'll follow us. Just follow us on Instagram. (laughs) If you DM me and tell me to shout out your tag, I will. I will do that if I remember. Yeah, and there. This show is going out to literally dozens of people. I mean, dozens on top of dozens. We're yeah, we're definitely in the hundreds. Oh yeah, yeah, thousands really, because <laughs> some of those hundreds may be different people, you know. Yeah. So we're we, yeah we're doing all right. There we go. So we got wanna, our we got our Home Depot rope. Yeah. <laughs> in our carpet, exactly. In we a just, wooden platform, we just need a five hundred dollar grant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we'll be better to we'll be just like those kids. If those kids can do it, we can do it. Absolutely. Yeah. There we go. And no adults better try to take all our stuff either. My mom supports us, you know? (laughs) Yes. There we go. You have been listening to the Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for joining us. We thank you so much for downloading us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. If you do listen to us on Apple Podcasts, you might want to try a different one. Yeah. They're, they're being been, squirrely. There's been some problems. They're shadow bounding us. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. We post show art on our Instagram. That you should account, follow. That you should follow. <laughs> yes. Underscore earthoddity on Instagram. And we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? Uh, 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We have a Discord server as well. Link in the show notes. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, everybody. This is Earth Oddity Extended. What were we going to talk about? Oh, no, we were going to spice in all the audio (laughs) of... How we have a connection at BF Goodrich. We know.